0: Good morning, everybody! This is the darker side of Midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board of The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. With me, as always, he is the associate producer of The Other Side of Midnight, telephone talent, coordinator, phone screener, overnight sports anchor, the runway model, Kenny's here. Hump Day? Also joining us, he is our local board operator, the one and the only... Elias is here. What's going on? So it is Wednesday morning, August the 16th. So if you're listening to this, this is the show, The Darker Side of Midnight, where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier today on The Other Side of Midnight. So the two shows go together. So if you're listening to this show, you want to listen to The Other Side of Midnight for the same date. And since we didn't talk much about... What Frank talked about on yesterday's show, which was what day? Tuesday? Yeah, pretty sure. Tuesday, that we're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. So you'll get a double dose, so we'll be caught up for today's show and yesterday's show. There's not much that we're going to talk about from yesterday anyway. But the first thing that I was looking at that Frank had touched upon was about bar stool sports. Right? Yeah. Ken, that's what it's called, Barstool Sports. Yeah. Now I've known about the website for a long time as a sports website. Right. And that Portnoy, it's Dave Portnoy, right? Yeah. I, I see. There's two Portnoys that I know of. There's Dave Portnoy, who does, bar, who's the owner of Barstool Sports and started it. Right. And then there's Mike Portnoy. Do you know who Mike Portnoy is?
1: Uh, I heard the name.
0: He's a drummer.
1: Yes. <laughs> you're looking yes. at me like, yes,
0: yes you're right. He's yes. a drummer
1: of? that I have War. heard the name
0: i uh he's i it was dream theater, oh is it I, oh. I think that's his group, I huh. think he was the original dream theater drummer i've definitely yeah I've definitely heard his name, but I believe so he i do get i get confused when i hear the when I hear the last name Portnoy you I just think of it? drummer Portnoy, yeah, and then I was, oh yeah, there's um there's Mike Portnoy and Dave Portnoy. And Mike Portnoy is the drummer who, yes, like I said, was the drummer of the, as they describe it, progressive metal band mm. Dream Theater. There
2: you yep. have it. He also did work uh, with uh, Avenged Sevenfold and Adrenaline Mob and a bunch of other things. I like seven. Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah. cool.
0: So, and he's a great drummer. Anyway, so Dave Portnoy, Who started this little website, Barstool Sports, and built it up. And Frank said he knows him because he would go around and do these pizza reviews, which he did do. He'd go around all over the country, right, and and Mm -hmm. review pizza places.
1: Yeah, and he also, uh, with the pandemic, he also gave back to a lot of businesses. He gave them like a large sum of money to keep them on their
0: feet. Right. From going bankrupt. So people say, Well, who is this guy? And, and and how did he make all this money? So he started this website, Barstool Sports, which was like a sports website, right? They just did yeah, sports articles. Like a blog. Yeah. Yeah. He's the and uh,
2: modern day Ted Turner.
0: Yeah. Well, next thing you know, the website is widely popular. Oh yeah. Then they start doing like podcasts that become widely popular. Mm-hmm. And I know that he was the one. That hired and went to the Call Me Daddy girl. And for yeah. those of you who don't know, the Call Me Daddy podcast, oh is the, it was two girls. Or Call Her Daddy. Call Her Daddy. What the yeah, fuck it's called? It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, Call Her Daddy <laughs> because she was pregnant, had a kid, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even know what her name is. I just, know, I just call it the Call Her Daddy girl. Mm-hmm. But there was two of them. And listen to this. So Portnoy sees they do a podcast. I think they did like two. They, this girl and another girl decided they're going to do a podcast from yep. her house. They did two episodes. That's mm-hmm. it. Two episodes. Portnoy saw it and signed them to a deal. Yeah. And immediately they said, all right, we're going to give you $75,000 a year to do your one podcast a week. Insane. Right? Plus, you'll get a cut of the merchandise and whatever we sell and a cut of like the downloads and all that kind of stuff. You know? When you download so, get so many downloads, you get money, merchandising, blah, 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 right? Deal,
1: yeah. Can you imagine that?
0: So listen to this. Remember, the girl did two podcasts. You're just sitting there. Portnoy comes and goes, we're going to give you $75,000 each. Boom. And then, and, and then you're going to get a cut of download, merchandise, whatever, right. merchandise and all that, right? In the first year, the each girl made... A half a million dollars, yeah, in the first year. Their podcast blew up in the first
2: year. I think it's like number three on Spotify consistently. Well, now,
0: well, first of all, one of the girls left.
1: Oh, she
2: did.
0: Yeah the the one girl left, and then the girl who does it now, she's the one who went to Spotify. Mm. They didn't both go together. It was was only because the one girl left. She goes, and now she's like like Joe Rogan, like making like millions. I think they signed it to like a fifty million dollar deal with Spotify. Yeah,
2: wait.
0: It's something like that. As wait. Elias looks it up. I'm 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 positive it's somewhere in the fifty million dollar range that they gave her to do this podcast. No, I
2: want to know their I want to know their names.
0: And now they're branching out to like a studio. Like she's having her own like production company. Really? Yeah, something like that. I saw something where she's doing even more. And I'm like, this girl who, who who said she didn't know what she was going to do. Yeah. She had, like, no money. Decided, oh, I'll just do a little podcast. And look, let, let's be honest. She's hot. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this, and this is just how it is. You could call me, it's not misogynistic. Listen, this is the way it is. If you're hot, guys want to look at you.
1: Right. And 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 the premise of the podcast is the girls talk about sex, girls' sexual experiences. Yeah, so that's going to get guys to listen too, to that. Too
2: bad I only listen to the
1: audio. hundred you know? percent, or watch that too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just- well, look, and I've told you this, and everybody talked about last week with the uh, Kai Sinat. Yeah, and nobody knew what Twitch was. Twitch is a was started off as a gaming streaming website. People like to watch other people play games. Mm -hmm. And the people get millions of followers. They get millions of viewers. At any time, the popular, popular uh, Twitch streamers, and Kai Sinat now is one of them. I think he's the top one now. Yeah. At any given time, there's probably like 50,000 people watching him at one time. Oh, yeah. And what happens is they start off a lot of times by playing games, and then they'll just talk and then I know there is a section on Twitch that's called Just Chatting. And if you go on Twitch right now and look through it, and I show Ken this, because I have Twitch on my phone, I'll show Ken, and you'll see some girl who's, I don't know, in her 20s, sitting there in like just like a bikini top, showing cleavage, half-naked, talking. Who knows what the fuck they're talking about, but they're hot, and guys want to look at it, and you look and they go, they got like... You know, 1,500 people watching them.
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy. Or
0: something like that. Or 5,000 people watching them. And then there's guys in other countries. you got to remember, this is worldwide. So you could have a guy in like, I know there's these streamers. They're like in Brazil, I think. And again, you go on, you'll see it. It'll say number of people watching. It'll say viewers. It'll say 30K. That's 30 30? Thousand people. It, it's it is crazy. I
1: mean, and this ties into the whole how we were talking yesterday about social media and yeah. how it influences society. That's right. There's this girl. Bo, I don't know if you heard of her, Bobby
2: Althoff. That's or something? I, that's who I thought. Yeah, was he's the...
1: thinking of this girl, Bobby. B o b b i. What about her? Has so, two
2: episodes or yeah. three episodes?
1: So yeah, she has a podcast. Right. This girl also blew up with the use of TikTok. She got an interview with Drake. No one knows how. Right. But once she got the the interview with Drake and did the podcast, she blew up from there. Got signed to this, like, WMF agency or Mm -hmm. some shit like that. Right. And blew up from there. And now she had an interview with Tygo recently. Who's a big rapper. Another big rapper. And now she's, like... She's pretty much famous and making like and big, big the, bucks.
2: The really interesting thing—I—I I, I was curious who this was because I'd never heard of her before. But yeah. I saw—I saw, I saw she, on her YouTube channel she had one video. It was with Drake, who's uh, you know a big deal, but but I watched a little bit of the interview, and her interviewing style is very strange. Yeah, she'll ask. Everything she says is monotone. Yeah. So I started watching, and she is has a total monotone voice when she's asking Drake questions, even right. if it's something really intense. Yeah, because yeah. she's not a real
0: interviewer. There's no,
1: then, no, no, there's no person, like she does it, that's it she her, does it that's, purposely. Her thing. Yeah. that's
2: her thing. Oh, oh that's and her then, thing. on purpose. I didn't right. know that. So I'm like, okay, maybe this was just like a little bit of a, you know, a funny bit, get them warmed up. Right. Yeah. I fast forward an hour later into the interview, and she, it's the same voice. Yeah. And I was, how how do people watch this? When when I'm yeah. listening to an interview, I need dynamics right. on both sides. It, it, this was this was not Yeah, but that's
0: that's the whole shtick of it it's of, crazy. of her just being monotone. Yeah. So by the way, the the Call Her Daddy oh, podcast, yeah. it's Alexandra Cooper, Alex Cooper, and mm. Sophia Franklin. And it's Sophia Franklin is the one that walked away. Right. Because she didn't like that Barstool was capitalizing on their brand. Meanwhile, they hardly had a brand.
1: Right. And th- that's the point <laughs> of everything we're discussing is that so you could just blow up out of nowhere. Right. Because you have the availability to so many people with these yeah.
0: platforms. Right. Yeah. And now call it. there's a YouTube channel for Call Her Daddy. The podcast is everywhere. They got yeah. the whole nine years. I mean, it's insane of how much money Alexandra Crazy. Cooper, Alex Cooper makes. Uh, the call her daddy podcast but this is the way the world is now and like you said with the way social media and especially twitch people didn't understand what twitch was and like how could this one guy have all of these kids go to union square like how does that happen well this is how because there are he has millions of followers on all these different platforms and honestly this thing just made him bigger because i didn't know who kai sanat was And he already had millions of followers. Think about it. This guy had millions of people following him on social media. And I didn't know who he was. Other people didn't know who he was. had no idea this guy even existed in the world. And he's making a fortune off of social media. And now people do know. So you say, well, how could this guy give away PlayStations? Well, that's how. Because the guy is making so much money from every platform he's on. And when they say influencer, you go, what the hell are they even influencing? I've always said that. I don't understand what are they influencing. Like, when you're an influencer, like when somebody asks an actor or a musician, who are your influences, you are naming other actors and other musicians that you listened to and looked up to that made you want to go into that field. What the hell is Kai Sanat influencing except to say, all right, well, maybe I want to be like Kai Sanat, and I want to sit in front of a camera and just talk to people.
1: Yeah, I guess it's more so. Or play games. Yeah. Like Frank (laughs) (laughs) Barana. It's more so like, I guess, an influencer in the sense that like it's entertainment, like mindless entertainment. Right. That people just sit there and they well, can watch. Well, and well, they say people influ- do pranks and all that other shit as an influencer. Right,
0: well then, see here's the thing. They shouldn't be called influencers, they should just be called content creators. Right. Which yeah. is the other term that people like to throw around. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that go, well what the hell are you creating? And it's like stupid stuff. I mean they are creating something.
1: Comedy, yeah, yeah whatever. It, it whatever doesn't, it
0: doesn't it. need to be something that's so spectacular are so innovative. Like it Sid just, Rosenberg. Right. Yeah. Well, there he <laughs> is, right there as he's walking by, Mr. Famous. <laughs>
1: Spectacular.
0: Yeah. Uh, it it just has to be anything that thinking they, they could capitalize on, and there's a lot of things now because what's what's more popular than ever TikTok, mm-hmm. though they've gotten longer, but they're short. I mean, sometimes the videos are like twenty seconds long. Yeah. But if you have a million followers or 150,000 followers or 200,000 followers, guess what? Companies will start paying you money yeah. to show their product, or you'll get paid off from the platform itself because you have so many people following you, which means you're creating more content and then people are gonna wanna go see it and now you're getting more followers. So they'll mm-hmm. start paying you when you reach a certain level. And and that's how this works, How or somebody who's a regular person. And to be honest, anyone can really do it. And like they say, there's no shortcuts. So if you want to start like a YouTube channel or a TikTok or anything like that, all you have to do is be persistent and just keep creating the content consistently and you will get followers and somebody will like what you're doing. But you got to stay consistent. Yeah. Now, every day. Right, you got to do something every day. And if you look at some of these people that are these content creator influencers and look at their TikTok or look at their Instagram, how many pictures on Instagram or videos or shorts or reels are they posting all day? Mm-hmm. They have to do it. And I know there was, wasn't there like a house when all these like TikTok people like were staying in one house? Yeah, and that's, all, that's Their kinda. goal was just all day long they were just shooting video all day long. Yeah. So people think like, oh, what's the big deal? You're shooting like a little two-minute video, not even. But like, it's work. Yeah, you got to grind it out. Yeah, definitely. it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 on Twitch, I'll tell you right now, when you're watching somebody play a game on Twitch, it also shows you the time that they've been online. Yeah. And you'll see some of these people, they've been online. And I don't know that they've actually been sitting in front of the camera the whole time, but at least their camera's been on for nine hours. 10 yeah. hours you know they might have gone to you know they go to the bathroom they get something to eat so the camera will be on and there's nobody sitting there right but it's it'll show how long they've been there and that's the way they get all of these followers and viewers so Some... it's a new world
2: yeah sometimes even uh when 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 certain people I guess Twitch streamers are, are big enough.
0: Closer I've, to the mic. Why are you so afraid of the mic all the time? Uh, you, I, it's look, look, scary. You have to right? talk. You there have to be is, right serious. up on the mic. Because if I look at your level compared to my <laughs> level, you have the tiniest little level, yeah, like maybe, a mouse. Maybe You're you have screaming. To t- I, but I'm not. Well, I'm talking into the yeah, mic. No. You, if I was back here, and I I'm all the way back here, the, you know, my level's going to be low. Yeah. So you gotta, is, I got to come closer to the mic. It is. So faded, I, you like, need to come album. closer. Like, Ken is right on the mic. Now, when Sid was in here, when you weren't oh, here. Oh, yeah, dude. You Sid play. was so close Spitting. to the mic like this. So, I'm going to do it. This is, this is Ken's mic now. Sid was right here on the mic talking like this the entire time. I'm Sid Rosenberg, and I'm famous, right? Now, look at how much the level is spiking right now, and this is exactly what Sid's level looked like when he was talking because he talks and projects into the microphone. Now yeah, there you go. I am back to my normal microphone, and as you can see, my level's decent, right? I'm not too loud. I'm not too soft. So I need you to come closer to the mic. <sighs> I'm doing there this audio there book. Style, you can move the right? mic to you. You don't yeah, have, to yeah, yeah. You know, you have to lean. You know, you have to lean over. Style. Yeah.
1: Nah, Sid had I want you to be heard. I go waffle in the mic. Yeah, there's pieces. That's how of, close he was. There was
0: pieces of peanut butter yeah. in the microphone that I had to then clean afterwards because I didn't want Libertini to think it was me because we are recording in the Libertini Studio as we call it. It's the Imaging yeah. Studio, but we call it Libertini Studio, and I didn't want them to blame us for pieces of Sid's peanut butter in the microphone. So I swabbed it. I cleaned it with alcohol after yeah. Sid was in here.
1: So feel free to get peanut butter on that mic.
0: Yeah. So or, don't or worry about getting close to that microphone. I don't even know how much that mic is even used <laughs> throughout the day because it's. I think it's It's the one that I'm on, yeah, yeah. which is my own microphone, I'm afraid by the of, way.
2: I'm afraid of breathing in too
0: much dust from it, you know? Oh, um, yeah, well, you might. Yeah, that microphone, you, you, you might. So anyway, uh, as you were saying about I- streaming,
2: I, as I was saying, there are some people that stream for for multiple days in a row. Yeah. With their with their whole with their camera on, they'll stream themselves sleeping because oh, yeah. because for you know for forty eight hours or or you know seventy two hours or whatever, you know it's it, all, all it is is content content content. People will tune into them sleeping and right. just talk in the chat with each other. Oh like, yeah. Like look at this look at this guy in his race car bed.
0: Oh know? yeah yeah. And by the way, what Eli- <laughs> Elias is saying is a hundred percent true. And I don't know about so much about guys, but girls, there are 100% multiple on Twitch and other streaming platforms, and this is no joke. All they do is a camera on them, and they are sleeping in their bed. They're not naked. they're not anything. They got the covers on. Just like if you walked into somebody's room in a dorm room or your your kid's bedroom and they're sleeping, that's exactly what it looks like. And people will watch them sleep. Now, how perverted and and disturbing is that? because yeah, I have they, seen that. I mean, what? I haven't watched it because uh, you know, when you go to Twitch, you'll see like like a thumbnail. Of every of the streams that are going on so I'll be going through it and I'll see the stream and you could see like somebody in their bed I go and then I look and you see that there's like 40 people watching I go who the fuck are these more who are these nuts they they they're fucking pervs watching some girl sleeping yeah I'm like they, that's really it, disturbing is it perverted if it's consensual
1: yeah I mean, it's I, still perverted. it's listen. more so freaking weird. <laughs> well,
0: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, sure. They're oh, freaks. That's freaky. It doesn't matter if it's consensual because obviously the girl left her camera on. It's well, not like she's- You watch me sleep. I take your money. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what it is. Well, you want to see me sleep? I'm going to turn my camera on, me sleep, and I'm going to actually make money literally while I'm sleeping. In fact, well, I'm making money to sleep. Yeah, well, they also have it on TikTok Lives. Oh, yeah, they yeah do that is true. the now, too. same
1: crap on the TikTok live. And I've like scrolled through and seen some where <laughs> they prop up like a scary Halloween decoration, like, in the doorway. Right. Where, like, you just see, like, a mask coming out of the dark, and the person's just sleeping on the bed. Oh, so so people f- are like, watch out! Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: com- <they're>, like commenting <laughs> in the freaking...
1: They're place. coming for you! Watch it's out!
0: Like, what Somebody hell? call her! Might, they've what been coming this? for you for
2: the last seven hours. Yeah. Sleep.
0: This is the stuff that people watch now. This is the stuff that not only do people watch... But people make money off of, and trust me, if I tried to set up a camera of me sleeping, nobody's gonna watch that. (laughs) Nobody wants to see me asleep because I'm not some 25-year-old hot chick. They don't want to look at me. Now, now, Ken on the other hand, covers. You could be
2: whatever you want to be.
0: Ken, the runway model, (laughs) if he takes off his shirt and goes to sleep shirtless, no, no covers. Uh, you probably make I, some money. I snore. I don't know if they want to see that. Maybe even I think it makes better. it better. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes it better. Now there's a soundtrack. Maybe I'll talk in my sleep, too. Or you can pretend you're talking. Like I'm still on the mic. Yeah, you can pretend you're talking. Yeah, yeah. You,
2: you set up <laughs> random, at, like, random uh, uh, times during the night where, where just some
0: audio plays.
1: Yeah, set it up like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, the, yeah. the snoring <laughs> and the plays, coughing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this audio. <laughs> That'd be funny.
1: Yeah, that would be actually it be
0: a soundtrack. Like every once in a while you could set an alarm, but the alarm is some voice of yeah. saying something. Yeah. That would be actually pretty funny.
1: Or like some creepy shit, like the exorcist or something. So people yeah. are like, What the hell is
2: that?
0: Yeah, what is that?
2: <laughs>
1: Just random random
2: it. talking backwards in the middle of the night. All
1: right, you guys are each getting residuals.
2: Or let's, set up let's or,
0: do it. Or, or set up like a scene. Like where, where somebody is actually getting stabbed to death. Like in a movie? Yeah,
1: like a movie scene plays yeah. like every fifteen minutes. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> yeah. Shit.
0: No, like something like you said, like <laughs> there's like a Halloween mask in the back. Oh yeah. So instead, the Halloween mask actually comes alive <laughs> and jumps on the person. Yeah. And then they're just laying there with their like, eyes open, like they're dead. Yeah. And see if, if people believe it. I <laughs> could do that. you put a little disclaimer on the bottom, like just just yeah. just to cover your ass. Don't, don't call the cops. Yeah, or just to cover your <laughs> ass, like. Like, like, this is not real. But, I mean, they did that with, um, what, the Blair Witch Project, that movie. Oh, yeah. When that came out, everyone was flipping out thinking it was real. You know,
1: really? No. People actually did? Yeah.
0: There, there was a movie that came out, I think,
2: um, earlier last year. I think it was called Smile. And I saw yeah, that. Yeah. yeah I, n- I never saw it. But what I, what I remember about their promotions was genius. They hired a bunch of people to go to baseball games and— and and they would just be smiling the whole time creepily. Yeah. And eventually the camera people had to zoom in on them, and it was just great promotion.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. the movie Smile um, was basically about. I, well, I'm not gonna. If you haven't seen it, i will be like I frank. saw it too. Yeah, I don't want to ruin why they they were smiling and what the whole premise of the yeah. smiling was. Yeah, but
2: they were just smiling creepily. That's all you got. Right. Know.
0: But yeah, when Blair Witch came out. They build it as the lost, unfound video tapes that they became found. Right, the lost tapes, and now they found them, right, and that's right, how right. it was built. And people thought it was real, in the yeah. beginning. Like for the first, I don't know, week or two, it was like, oh my god, did you see this? This Blair Witch, it's real. Like these, they found these tapes, uh, these videos. And it's real. And then, uh, like, finally, yeah, it's, it's a movie.
1: It was pretty freaky, though, the movie itself. like, Yeah, it's it freaky. Was, it was like...
0: But here's the thing, you like... You
1: never see the witch until...
0: The very end. Yeah. But, like, here's the thing. Like, I saw it way after the hype. Right, right, right. So by the time I saw it, I knew that it wasn't real. Uh, so it was like... So it was kind of like, yeah, it's still scary. Yeah. But that started that whole first-person point-of-view thing, and... To be honest, I don't like it because it's, like, shaky camera running around. Yeah, It's kind know, of annoying documentary. after a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the only movie mm. that I liked that was mm. like that was Cloverfield. Oh, you
1: like that? Yeah, I like Cloverfield. I literally thought that same, like— You didn't like it? No, like, when you were starting to say it, I was, like, thinking of another movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah. But was, I saw it in the theater when it came out. I did, too.
0: It was you Cloverfield like the
2: one with John Goodman? I don't know.
0: No. Or John, is it, was it? was like something. Oh, yeah, it was John Goodman. He was in the in, like the follow up.
1: You never saw the Cloverfield monster. Cloverfield Lane, though. right? Yeah, Some... Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. But you never saw the monster. Kim, right? were you From thinking about... I remember. No, in Cloverfield. You never show the freaking monster.
0: Well, then it became, there was other monster. Remember, it spawned like more monsters? Yeah. And then at the very end, you don't know remember? At the very end, they, because they, they, you would see the tapes. They right, did the same right. thing. You'd see the tapes, and you see the date on the tapes, and at the very end, it went back to a date that was like a few weeks before, yeah, Cloverfield, and they were on a Ferris wheel like in Coney Island, and you see this thing in the background drop into the ocean out of the sky.
1: I do mm. remember that.
0: And that was the monster, or whatever the hell it was. I only saw. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. I actually own that movie, but I don't think I ever watched it. Like, I buy a lot of movies, and I never watch them. Right, like I've seen them. I I have tons of movies, still in the packaging, never opened. Mm-hmm. You I, never rewatched. Even forget that they're there. Like the other day, I told you this, I found that I own at least the first eight, maybe all ten of five the Thirteenth movies. I have them all. Yeah, yeah. And I totally forgot that I have. Them. And not only have those, but I also have the Saw movies.
2: Yeah, I have don't...
0: all. Yeah, like there's four of them, I think. There's more now. I Well, think. when I bought it, I think there was four.
1: Yeah, I have all the. I have one through four of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, because it's like the
0: dual disc. Yeah, yeah so like yeah. one and they, two, and then three and four. Yeah, because they put them all. I think I. I think the only Nightmare on Elm Street I have is the first one. But I could have bought all of them and not remembered. But yeah. I know. I know I definitely have the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I first bought DVDs, I had good. I bought Goodfellas. It was one of the first DVDs I ever bought, mm-hmm. and it's on two sides. Really? Because that was like before they like they mastered DVD like compression and yeah. still having still having quality. So Goodfellas was on two sides of the DVD, so you literally had to get up and turn the DVD over. Yep. To watch the rest that, of the movie. That
2: was a thing for Lord of the Rings too, I think. Yeah, oh, really? probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen seen.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing was with with Goodfellas, I put it in, and I started and it's in the middle of the movie I go. Oh, what the hell is this? And I hit rewind, you know, to go back to the beginning. I go and it starts in the same spot. I go, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then finally I I took it out and I'm looking at it and it was one of those where it was just like a a disk like there was no picture on it. It was just the silver disk. Right. And I was like, what is this? And then I looked on the inside ring where they have like the writing and it said like side 2. And I go, yeah. wait, what? And then I turned it over and it says side one. I go, no way! <laughs> There's two sides, and that's one of the only DVDs, because I had this thing where I'm like, I'm not going to rebuy a movie because of Blu-ray if I have it on DVD right. already, Fair. but but Goodfellas was one of those. Because I was like, well, I have it on two sides. I want the whole full yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and anything that was was a DVD release that they didn't really like master it in any way. They just kind of threw it on DVD. And Mm -hmm. you could tell like there are cheap copies, even of Blu-rays too, of like, they really didn't do anything to make it better when they transferred it to digital. And I have like a real shitty copy of Home Alone. Really? Yeah, like it was like on sale for like $5. And I go, all right, let me buy it. And I put it, I go, this looks like crap. Right. I'm like, I see like film dust in one of I go, what is that? I go, <laughs> how do they put this on Blu ray? It was on Blu ray. It wasn't even like a DVD at like the I think. early stages of Blu ray. Yeah. Blu-ray. And I was like, what the hell? No, it wasn't even that early. It was not that long ago. Maybe like a couple of years ago, but it wasn't like when they first came out. Was it from know. one of those bins that it's are, that are I super think deep so. It was DVDs just, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe they put
1: it in there because it was just like.
0: Yeah, I this think I'm trying to remember up. if Samsung it was. Like, if, I think it was just yeah. the DVD. I don't think it was a Blu-ray. I think it was DVD. And mm-hmm. I was like, even DVD looked good. And I was like, why is it's like crap. So then, of course, I end up just buying Home Alone anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I'm like, it's one of those movies that like I like, even though I have every streaming service, and during like Christmas they're on, right, so you yeah. can watch. But I I have Home Alone. It was like it was like a four pack. I think mm-hmm. it was Home Alone. Christmas Vacation, and Elf, and A Christmas Story. I think they were all. In the park.
1: Yeah, those those are always cool. Yeah,
0: so I watch every year, but um, as usual, we totally get off track. Um, so yeah, that that all spawned from Barstool and podcasting and call her daddy or whatever the hell. Call me daddy. Call her daddy. Who's making a ton of money anyway.
2: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
0: Let's move on to today. Yeah. I'm looking at the time. We'll move on to today's show. And so one of the things Frank talked about was how one in four people are estranged from their parents. And that the number is most likely going up. They don't know because there was no data from before, which... It's kind of odd to me. How could there not be data on that number of estranged people from their
2: parents? Isn't it just the census? And now we're just
0: looking at that data. Now, are either of you two estranged from your parents?
2: No, I wouldn't say that,
0: no. What do you mean you wouldn't say that? What would you say? Like, I'm definitely not. (laughs) Why would you say I wouldn't say that? Like, you made it sound like, I don't really talk to them, but I'm not estranged from them. No, no. Because I'm independent, but I'm not estranged from them. Well, estranged means like you made a conscious decision not to ever talk to them, right? Again, no, no, no. kind of a thing. Like you've, you've no, definitely not. You banned them from your life, essentially. It, maybe my dog, you know, sometimes you're estranged she, she from gets your gets dog. Annoying, you know,
1: <laughs> kick them out. But <laughs> nah, not literally. Nah, y- y- no, nah, I was definitely brought up to value family. Like I, I don't see how anyone could be estranged from their family like that. Right. Unless it's like an, a a brutal upbringing, stuff of that nature. Yeah, but, but you like,
0: didn't go through any of that. No,
1: like someone in our generation, just a typical person.
0: Right. I don't see how that's the case. But, but you're now your parents were divorced. Yeah. But they were civil to each other?
1: Yeah, I mean, they were, but like they never talked, like they
0: So they were civil just by not talking.
1: Definitely like didn't like each other towards obviously towards the back end. Right. So anytime they talked, it was for monetary reasons. Right. It was never like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like nothing like that.
0: Right. So they didn't it,
1: hate each other, but like they, they were civil to each other. Yeah, they had they two children. Lame, yeah, basic terms.
0: That you know, you, you know, you live with your mom, and then you go spend time with your dad. Yeah. That, that whole thing, right, mm-hmm. is what you did. But you weren't, you never felt you weren't estranged. Like you talked to your dad like every day, right? Oh
1: yeah, every yeah. When I leave here, pretty every much. Day. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't get to see him weekends. You know. Right of what weekend we have. Well, and now you're older. It's I mean,
0: hard. it's you know, yeah. when you're older, you do your own thing. It's yeah, right.
1: Like, yeah. You have stuff going on.
0: Right now, Elias, you too. You're not estranged from your parents. No, nope. you live with them. I do. How's that going? Uh, they drive you nuts. Yeah, do but they, listen, they,
2: I'm not. I'm not there enough for them to drive me nuts. I right. I, I go. Do they? Home.
0: Do they bother you? Like, where are you? Where were you today? Or do they say? Did did you? Why didn't you come home uh, last night?
2: I haven't seen my mom in three days. Out of you know, just pure
0: you just, you're just well, pa- you're passing just, each just
2: other. And you're working home. the overnight, too. So yeah. it's a lot
1: harder. Like, there'll right. be days. Actually, I see
2: her in the morning. Like, right. she'll, she'll be up by, you know, six thirty or 7. And then I'll, right. I'm like, hi, mom. I'm They'll going be, to bed. Well, hi. there'll be sprees of days where I don't see anyone.
1: Yeah. Because right. when I go to bed, they're sleeping. And then when I get up, they're gone out doing whatever. Well, who,
0: who do you, you live with but your it's, mom?
1: It's my mom and my sister. So All right. they're usually out doing whatever by the time I get up. Right. And there'll be like a spree of like two, three days where because of that, schedule. Right, you don't see see it. Now
0: now, as your mom, have you ever like not come home and your mom's like, Where were you last night? Or or you tell her, like, Oh yeah, I'm not gonna come I'm not coming home today or whatever.
1: No, I mean as a cop, she always like will text like, oh, where you at? Like whatever, whatever. Right. But like she's not like overbearing. Like I won't like get like eight missed calls right from if if she doesn't hear from me. She'll just go to bed and if I come home I come home. Yeah, I guess
0: it's different because when I was older, you know, in my 20s and living at home, yeah. I just did my thing like Oh yeah. I didn't I mean, I didn't have a cell phone either. I mean, right. I didn't it get a cell phone different. until later. And I and we didn't have them. I mean, no not everyone had cell phones at that time. Yeah. So I could not I remember like I would not be home for like the weekend. And I wasn't like calling my mom to be like, "Oh, I'm not coming home." But yeah, right. I was like twenty-five years old, twenty-six, whatever yeah. I was. I wasn't calling my mom. So you weren't estranged. But I wasn't. I've never been estranged <laughs> from either of my parents. I mean, my dad's been dead ten years. Right, but there were t- right. there were times that I didn't talk to my dad for a while. But really? it wasn't like it, I was a strange like there wasn't any reason.
1: Right, it wasn't like ill will. No, 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 it was like never that. anything like it that, just ever.
0: Stands. It was just, I just didn't talk. I mean, that's just how I am. I, I guess that's, I probably got it from him, I don't know. But right. I would get, I, there were times I remember that I wouldn't talk to my dad for months, like months. And then he'd call me out of, what uh, you said out of the blue, like your dad calling you out of the blue. And mm. he'd call me and be like, hey, just making sure you're still alive. You know, you'd say, like, something like that to me. Yeah. And I guess maybe it came from that I didn't see my parents talking to mm. their parents that much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that's the reason. Mm. And I think, I, I don't know, that's just the way I saw them, but I know it was different. Like, I don't talk to my mom that much either, even now. I don't talk to my mom you know, and I say, well, you know, I should probably call my mom at least once a week. Yeah. And I don't. And I'm like, I should. Like, I haven't spoken to my mom in probably like a month. And I'm like, you know. I mean, yeah. And again, not estranged. <laughs> right. But it's just it's just the way it is. Now, it's, it was different from my sister, because once my sister had kids, and now my my mother has grandchildren, mm. my sister, I mean my sister, my mom would call my sister every single day like 8, 10 every morning because as soon as she got in the car on her way to work, she'd call my sister yeah. every day because she'd ask about the grandkids. That right. was right. the reason. The reason why my mother would go up to my sister's in Massachusetts every summer to see her grandchildren. Right. Yeah. And now she just goes because it's a habit because they're not even there. I mean, they're, my, my nephew's in college. My niece is in Michigan in college and then she just went back. So it's not like, but my mother still goes up there for a month. But Mm -hmm. we were never estranged. So Frank was wanting to know, why is this, and why is this number going up, and what is causing it? And the conclusion, which I think is correct, is that the way kids are being brought up now with a sense of entitlement after being coddled their whole life And when they don't get their way, they say, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm banning you out of my life. And they become estranged because they didn't get their way. And I can see that being the reason why those numbers are going up.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, something as simple as you see, like, these four or five-year-olds that When they throw a fit, they're just handed an iPad. Exactly. Okay, we'll we'll give you whatever you want. They get their way. Instead of being
0: a parent and teaching them, look, you're not always going to get what you want. They're just so used to getting their own way. Now, I wonder um, if Frank will do that to Carmine. Mm. Now, I can't say that Frank was a kid who got his own way because... I just by the way he acts now, mm. I don't. He doesn't have that personality.
1: No, it seems like Frank always. Frank worked for what he wanted, and Frank's you know. pretty
0: laid back, right? Um, off the air, even on the air, when he gets excited, he gets the Costanza voice, yeah. like he did tonight, which we're going to talk about in a second. Oh yeah, well, how he got so excited about the name thing, mm-hmm. but Frank is. One thing I will say with Frank is I've never heard him yell in the time that I've known him. Mm. I've never seen him get pissed off or, like, really pissed off, I should say, at anything that's ever happened. Everybody gets a little, like, annoyed and upset about stuff. But even with Frank, I've never seen him get so annoyed at something or someone where it's been visible or where he's yelled and screamed. And he doesn't curse. No, he cursed never. like once to us. Remember that time he said something? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and we were both much.
0: like, what? Like, because he never, he said like something about bullshit. And we were yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> like, because he he doesn't even say that. Yeah, it caught us off. Yeah, we were like, wow. So I can't say that I, I think Frank, and I don't, I don't think, we're trying to think, will he be like that with Carmine? Will he be a helicopter parent? I think he, it seems like from what I know, and what i what he says on the air that he's trying very hard not to do that which it's hard for people because when you see your kid crying your natural reaction is you you want to make them stop crying you feel bad and he's talked about that on the air where Carmine's crying and they don't want to go in cuz they want to let him you know he has to learn and it's very hard and heartbreaking because the kid's crying.
1: Yeah, but I don't know because Frank burned the kid with freaking oil yeah. cooking. So <laughs> that's true. It seems like he's teaching he the did. kid to grow some grit. So. Yeah, that, which is a good thing. <laughs> and and what was the other thing? Didn't he fall one time or something?
0: Yeah, he had like a mark in his head. He didn't yeah, know where so, he got it from. Something like that. <laughs> so something like that. Yeah. But remember, when we just have it, and I, I now that, that the new sound that we play, I play of Karma going, Dad! Oh, yeah. And that was Frank took a video of Carmine when he wakes up he's calling for Frank he's going dad dad yeah. dad like like wants to play mm-hmm. so he's like and Frank thought it was cute which it was it's pretty funny oh yeah so he did that and he's making him be kind of self-sufficient and they're limiting his like screen time with yeah. iPads and TV so I think he's trying to do the right things to make it so he's not one of these spoiled bratty kids. And I've said this a million times, it is my generation's fault, because right. my generation are the ones that are raising millennials—the end of the you know the very tip of the millennials. I guess when you're considered millennial, ninety-four is the yeah. I thing mean, back. you know, ninety-four or or it's from what millennials are eighty to ninety-five or whatever the hell. Yeah, ninety-eight Gen it depends Z on who begins like at ninety-eight right 90 or at ninety-nine. Six? I mean, it's a different everywhere. Anyway, I feel like my it's my generation that is now responsible for the upbringing of millennials and Gen Z and the coddling and the helicopter parenting and the my kid's never wrong, how dare you tell my kid this, blah, 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 because it's weird to me because that's not how our generation was raised. I can understand certain ways of... You don't want to do what your parents did. And that's what they always say. I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like my father.
2: Always comes back.
0: Everybody always says that. And yes, there are certain things. And I can think about the way we were raised in the generation mm. that we didn't want to repeat, which was the latchkey kid thing where you came, kids came home and there were no parents there because both parents were working. And that was. The first time where both parents were working and it was a normal thing. Before that, the mother was always home. That's the way it was. The wife, the mother was home cooking, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids. That was their job. The father was the breadwinner, the one that went out to work. Then when I was a kid, it started to become more normal that women were also working. So now you had two the two heads of households, the two parents were working, kid would come home from school at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and there's nobody home. Oh, and you yeah, had yeah. to let yourself in the door. And that was a first generation for that.
1: Yeah, I had that too. Right. seventh grade, I got like my first house key, and yeah. my mom had work. It was only her, and then me and my sister would just
0: yeah come yeah. home.
1: Whoever got home first open the door and right. whatever. And yeah. I had
0: that even earlier. I was in... I was like in third grade, I think. I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I was like in third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. My mother worked at a dentist office like two or three days a week or something. So for those two or three days, I don't remember what it was, you know, we'd come home to nobody. I mean, it was me and my sister. My sister's two years younger than me. Yeah. And I would, we'd both come home. And I do remember one time I got home and my sister wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I like, was like, oh my God, like, and I didn't think about it, like, was she on the bus? Because yeah. we, lived in, we lived in a condominium complex, and the bus couldn't go into the complex. So the bus would drop us off at the, the entrance to the complex, and then we lived about, I don't know, a mile, not even, from the entrance. Right. So I went home, and my sister wasn't there. And I mm-hmm. started freaking out, like, where's my sister? And I was, like I said, I was maybe eight, nine, and yeah. I remember getting on my bike and riding my bike back to, like, where the entrance was and around in the other courtyards of this complex. It was a big complex with different courtyards to see if I could find my sister. Like, maybe she was somewhere. I didn't know. And then I called my mother at work, and she's like, oh, she's at so-and-so's house, which was not even in the complex. So my mother knew, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were used to. So now my generation, they don't want to raise their kids that way. They want to be more involved. Right. But now they become so involved that they're helicopter parents, and they can freak out. Yeah, it's... Over little league games, and the parents got to sign papers. They're not going to get involved in the game. And if you do, you got to do that. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That we've lived in this, we're living in a world now where everybody just thinks it's okay to be um, rude mm-hmm. and disrespectful to other people. Yeah. Whereas in my generation, as kids, which is why I don't understand it, we were raised that you respect other people, especially older people. And the kids, they have no respect because they have no respect for their own parents. Mm-hmm. So if you don't respect your own parents, how are you going to have respect for other people? It's true. That are o- older. It was always a thing, like, no matter who they are, you always respect your elders, as they say. Yeah. And I remember I had a friend of mine. He used to, like, curse at his parents. and <laughs> But it was funny. Like, he wasn't doing it to be malicious. Right. He was doing it because, like, for us, we were like, oh, my God, like, you talk to your mom like that? And it wasn't like... But it was like in a funny way. Like his mom would be like, he like we'd be hanging out in his room and be like, and his mother would come in and he'd be like, "Hey mom, your mom, get the fuck out, get the fuck out of my room. What are you doing? Get the fuck out!" And we'd be looking him. at each other like, "What the hell?" And she's like, "What did you say?" He's like, "Nothing, nothing." You're, yeah, you're a very nice lady. Uh, and he's like <laughs> stuff like that. He'd say it to his dad. Like I, his dad would be like driving us to the movies yeah. and we in the back seat and his dad would say something and go, Hey, fuck you, Dad. And she he was, What'd you say? You're a very nice man. That's what I said. And <laughs> his dad knew, like it was a joke. He was yeah. like kidding around. It wasn't seriously. I mean, I got in trouble. Forget about cursing at my parents. I stuck my tongue out at my mother once and got re I mean. Oh, really? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I froze. <laughs> I stuck out my tongue to my mother and she came at me. I was in the corner, frozen. I couldn't even move. Yeah, and then you're done. Oh, yeah. And, and let me tell you, I, I not that I had it often, but I will say I remember once or twice I get, getting in trouble from my dad, and he went, and he'd say to me, take your belt off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then, then
0: no it. joke. Take your belt off. And I got the smack with the belt. <laughs> my own belt. That's the way they did it. And, and look, that's the way it worked. That's the reason. The reason we have all this nonsense going on is because you have to have, there has to be accountability. You have to have people following rules. And you see what happens and we, we can, in the grander scheme of what's going on in the world, we talk about the cops can't do anything. There's all these stores being robbed and they're not. the cops aren't allowed to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. This is why. This is what happens. Everybody's unruly. There's no rules. Nobody's held accountable. You can say and do whatever you want, and nobody could say anything. And back in the day, that didn't happen.
2: I think this is the second or third time I've said this, but remember, beat your kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you well, go. it's true though. Like, and I don't mean it in people a way. Aren't, people aren't afraid anymore. Like, beat them to abuse them. But like, look, back, and 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 this is something that Curtis talks about all the time that. Cops don't have nightsticks anymore. Because back in the day, you did something wrong. The cop would smack you in the knees with a nightstick or smack you over the head. And guess what? You didn't do that anymore. You didn't act up. Now, if you go and you're going to walk into a Dwayne Reed or a Walgreens or a CVS and you could just walk in and steal stuff and no, I'm not going to do anything, there are people that are going to do that. If you can get on the bus and not pay, people are just going to do it. Now, oh, it yeah, happens all the time now. Yeah, now it's like there are people that literally don't pay ever, and all the bus the drivers time. do nothing. You can literally just walk on the bus, sit down, and the bus driver will not say a word to you. It doesn't cost them anything. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to lose my life because I want to confront somebody because they didn't pay. Yeah. Where at a time, man, when I used to take the bus regularly, if I did that, the bus driver would stop the bus and say, we're not moving until you pay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now they don't do that because they're like, yeah, we don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. This is the reason why society is the way it is. This is why young people like that with Kai Sinat and Union Square and thousands of people, I mean, there is a mob mentality and stuff like that. Something like that probably would have happened anyway Mm. because of the mob mentality, but not to the extent where they're literally, like, fighting with police. Yeah. I could see people like jumping on cars and doing stuff like that because when there is a mob mentality, like destruction happens. Mm -hmm. But fighting with cops, people would have been scared. You go, where were the cops with the riot gear and the nightsticks and beating people on the head?
1: I would have never. Imagine doing that. Me like, not in a million years would I say to myself, "Oh, I'm gonna go assault a cop." Never fight with a cop. Like it's crazy. I wouldn't
0: crazy. Be, I wouldn't do. I've ever done anything like that. But when you have that mob mentality, when there's all these people around you and everyone's doing it, and you
1: think you're gonna get away with it, right? But in this day and
0: age, you're, you're not, not gonna win nothing. because are done. There's, there's cameras everywhere, and they will find you with facial recognition. It is not that tough, oh, especially yeah. when you are all over social media and they put in that facial recognition boom i mean it's you're not gone. like looks. the the video, video video cameras now are not those old grainy we could barely tell wh- what somebody looked like they're crystal clear They got now. you in 4k yeah. that's right oh, 4k yeah. hd they see you and you're clear you will get caught that's what happened with all the people that January 6th. How do you think they found all these people? First of all, there was every freaking news crew, every station, every network had coverage and people taking their own videos. So they yeah. go and they look, they go online and find videos and they go, "Up, oh, there's somebody's face. Oh, well, well great. There's a great shot of that guy. Let's put him in the face of recognition and we'll find his social media pages. Yeah. Find anything. Oh, there he is. Boom. Did not take him that long to find a lot of these people. Mm. And this is what happened. So, listen, I'm respectful. I I was taught properly. Now so was I. I'll be the first person to say, if I gotta get loud, I'll get loud. Right. I always say this. My favorite quote out of the from Roadhouse, the Patrick Swayze movie. Classic. Be nice. Always be nice until it's time not to be nice. (laughs) That's the quote. And it's I that's what I've lived by since 1989 when I first heard that. (laughs) Always be nice until it's time not to be nice. Yep. And I've always said to people, I hear people screaming at the like, like like uh, you call a company on the phone because you have a problem, and they yell, and you're yelling at the person. I'm like, no, 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 When you yell at them right off the bat, if they could help you, now they're not yeah, gonna, they're gonna help tune you. you out. Now mm-hmm. they're not gonna help you. Because yeah. they don't care about you. They're doing a job. They hear this crap all day long. They don't care. So. You want to be nice. So when I get frustrated with someone like that, I'll always say to the person, I know it's not you. Yeah. So they know that I'm just frustrated, but it's not with you. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated at the situation. And what you what can you help me? How can you help me with this situation? I know it's not you. I always explain it yeah. to people. So that is the, the lesson of the day. Always be nice until it's time not to be nice. And we're going to end it there so if you listen to this again you want to listen to if you're listening to us the darker side of midnight you want to listen to the other side of midnight with Frank Morano for the same day of August 16th as the two shows go together remember to subscribe to both podcasts also go to the Morano Radio Fans and Haters page on Facebook if you're not joined in that you should do that as well see what's going on there and like I always do your influence counts Have your pets spayed or neutered.